This podcast is brought to you by Westbury Stud. Emily Bosson on the Inside Word. This week on the Inside Word, we've got Emily Brown, part of the training partnership uh, with David and had some recent success with a pretty promising looking stayer in Gone West. And Emily, I find him a bit of a a heart attack horse because, geez, he looks like he hits that flat spot and then he takes off and, and wins pretty easily, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, he, I said to the owners actually on Saturday, on Tuesday, I said, "Oh, he's pretty exciting to watch." Um, you know, you do get it does get your heart racing, but um, I think because he just relaxes so well in his races, um, and he switches off so well, you do sort of think, "Is he going to go today?" But I think um, you know, Opie told us last start. He said maybe the addition of blinkers will just help him switch on a little bit um, and that obviously worked a treat. Mm. He's by Reliable Man, isn't he? Tell me a little bit about his backstory. Uh, well, we sort of, um, obviously we trained Belle de Nord and um, I went to the sales looking for a, a reliable man um, to syndicate with a few of our friends and a few owners and things and I couldn't really find one. Um, so been around and then Natalie Young said to me, look, you've got to go and look at this horse. And um, yeah, sure enough, went around there, loved him. And yeah, that's that's how we got involved with him. Um, and then we got a really good bunch of owners into him. Um, this from the West Pyro Racing Club. Mm. So that's why he's called Gone West. Um, and the racing colours are from the rugby club over there. So yeah, it's quite nice for them to all cheer him on. Yeah, I bet. I bet he gives them a bit of a thrill as well. What What are the plans with him next? Because he looks pretty progressive, doesn't he? Yeah, and like obviously this this time in, he's done everything very well. Um, he's still probably a little bit immature, um, and we like to space his races out a little bit. But if we could sort of keep going through the the summer months and pick up the odd nice race, so then he's can get his racing up a little bit and we can have a go at some of those better cups races. Mm. And uh, what about the rest of the team? How many horses have you got in work at the moment? Uh, we've got about 25 at the moment and it's, um, yeah, we've, we've actually had a really good run lately, especially with our stayers. Mm. Um, we had a, a nice one for Westbury win yesterday, uh, Redwood Langrave, and that was his second win from just three starts. So he looks very progressive as well. So that's exciting times. And what's it been like? Because I know um, you were sort of coming into the Cambridge track previously and now I think you're out at the farm, aren't you? Tell me a little bit about that move and, and what it's been like. Um, have you had to change your training at all or what what things have changed for you? Uh, a lot changed. Um, I've only ever trained around Cambridge. So um, when we moved out to the farm, it was, it was quite a learning curve and sort of probably the first six, seven months, there were a few trial and error things going on um, and we, we had to do a little bit of work to sort of get the tracks how we wanted them mm. for um, the flat horses and things like that and I think it's all just coming together now um, and it's, oh, it's so nice, it's just so relaxing out there and I think the horses appreciate it um, being a bit quieter. And the staff definitely do because they don't have to start so early and everyone's a bit happier. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's, it's really good. We've got a good atmosphere out there. We've got really good team around us. And, yeah, it seems to be paying off at the moment. What Was it a difficult decision to switch from that traditional um, training uh, routine? Because I know when you know something, you know, you feel confident in it. And, and that's quite a, a big change. 
yeah, it was a big change, but we sort of, at the time, we thought we'd either go all in or we sort of looked at, at maybe even going and doing a bit of work over in Australia as pre-trainers over there. Mm. Um, we were sort of a bit of a turning point. Um, so we decided, well, we'll go back to the farm and uh, we had a, like a great opportunity to lease that part off David's father and we thought, well, well, let's make the most of it. Yeah, exactly. And what sort of does the future hold? Have you got any exciting ones um, coming through that we can keep an eye on? Um, yeah, we, we've actually got a really nice Termy Loose um, gelding. He's just a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, so he won his, tri- his first trial the other day. Um, and he, he's just going to go out for a short break now because he probably needs a bit more time. But he's one to really look forward to. And one I've been really looking forward to is um, Elephant. It's a bit of a funny name, but yeah. <laughs> um, he, he's won his only start. And so the COVID threw him out. He was just sort of starting getting going. Um, so we put him out for a while and he's about to come back to the races. He won his trial the other day. So He's one we're quite excited about. Yeah, I bet. And um, I always find it interesting uh, training partnerships. You guys are not only a training partnership, but but also a couple. What what's the dynamic like, and and how do you guys you know work work it out? Do you have different roles within within the training partnership, or how how does it work for you two? Oh, we're pretty lucky that right right from the start we sort of just got on and got on with it, and um, we sort of don't really have specific roles as such. David's sort of more in charge of the nominations and jockeys and things like that. Mm. But we both ride and we both sort of, and like we'll swap horses and we're also lucky to have David's sister Missy ride for us and Emily Farr. Mm. So we all just sort of swap around as need be and get to each other's opinions and it it seems to work quite good. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) What about um, your background? Was it always uh, racing for you or was there ever uh, a doubt in your mind that you maybe would like to do something else? Uh, For a little bit I tried to be a show jumper because I come from quite a a show jumping background Um, but it wasn't. I went to England and and decided that I actually liked the, the groundwork more and I probably wasn't good enough to make it to the top level. <laughs> and then as it turns out, I don't even like jumping a jump anymore. I don't like being off the ground. So, But just going fast. <laughs> just that's that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what about goals for the future or, or things you'd like to achieve? What's still on um, your bucket list? Oh, there's still quite a lot on the bucket list. Um, obviously, we'd quite like to win a few more good races. Um, locally, um, I'd love to go and have a horse good enough for Warrnambool again mm. after being there with Monarch Chimes. That was such a rush and, and things like that. But obviously, any race in Australia would be good to pick up. Um, but, you know, we, we've got it pretty good. Our, our home life and our work life works well together. So it makes for happy kids and all those sort of things. So that's sort of... In the big picture, that's sort of what you always want. Yeah. What What about the the girls? Are they interested in in racing and in the horses? Yeah, they all sort of in different areas. Um, our middle daughter Lucy, she loves riding them. Mm. Um, she's out there and does gets right into the pony racing and things like that. Um, Chloe, our oldest, she's she's more sort of likes to puff around on the ground with them. Yeah. Um, and our little one is 
I, I'm not sure where she's going to fit in yet, but she loves the racehorses. She gets right into it and tells everyone about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, a greatest thrill on the racetrack for you, I know you just mentioned Monarch Chimes, but, but what would be your greatest thrill in racing to date? I think still when Like Gov won the derby. Um, mm. That was sort of, he led throughout and just that feeling, and that was sort of the first time I've really been involved with a really good horse. Yeah. And it just, yeah, even looking back at it now, it was such a special day. And he was sort of a little bit of the underdog and he, he just kept going. So, you know, that's that's definitely been a, a highlight for me, but probably lucky to have had a few highlights along the way. And finally, I know I've interrupted your morning this morning, but just talk me through uh, what a day looks like in your life. Oh, well, we, we sort of get up and get the, the kids out of bed. They they love getting out of bed early. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a struggle sometimes. Yeah. Um, but no, then we just we start about six and, and get on, and then um, I did a school run, and then we start riding about 7.30. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite nice. We usually finish up about lunchtime, and it's all pretty relaxed and... Yeah, enjoy it. It's um, unusual for racing normal working hours. It's um, unheard of. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, our first couple of weeks, we always felt like we were running late. Yeah, I bet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Well, um, thank you so much for catching up with me. And, yeah, good luck with Gone West. And it sounds like you've got a, a, another couple of really nice, promising ones. So hopefully we see them popping up in the future. Oh, thank you very much. This podcast is brought to you by Westbury Stud. Emily Bosson on the Inside Word.